The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's me, try to solve your long-running relationship <laughs> oh, issues Jesus. in 10 minutes or less. Did you like how I actually gave you an opening at the appropriate time that time? You did, but then you still paused like, wow, he actually hit his mark. Yeah. Like, I could tell your wheels were turning. I, You know what? I, I, I'm just braced myself for the train wreck every week to know which direction <laughs> to jump. Unlike you on our last podcast, I'm not going to recommend that people just stand to get run over by the train. I encourage them to get out of the way. Uh, but yes, I'm doing very well. I, I'm, I'm relaxed. Like, I'm not rushed. Uh, you seem relaxed. You don't have kids screaming. Like... We're both kind of chill today, James. It's a good time for a chill question. Actually, I don't even know if this question's chill or not. I only skimmed yes, it beforehand, but we're going to read it here live on air. And by live, I mean <laughs> pre-recorded, but we don't do edits, so it might as well be live. Here we go. Yeah. I am a female in my mid-30s and married to my husband for 15 years. We also have two children who are 7 and 9 years old. They both have autism, level 2 and level 1 respectively. My husband is also very likely on the spectrum, though has never gone through the assessment uh, process due to cost. He does admit that he has uh, has the traits, and it is very obvious to me, after all, what sort of person can memorize the type of elevator uh, that uh, that is in every building downtown, and why would they even want to do that? Anyway, I do my best to be as accepting of the myriad of quirks uh, that my family present on a daily basis, but it is really hard. None of them have a filter of any type and just say what they are thinking, and in cases with my husband, he takes a more accusatory tone and I end up feeling like I have done something wrong when I have not. Surely there is nothing wrong with wanting to, uh, to meet another mom in the evening for a drink or a walk once in a while. I try to do my best to make everyone happy all the time, and it is not in my nature to purposely disappoint someone. I do skip doing Doing things I want to do because I know my family won't be interested or will disapprove of the change in routine, which in turn leaves me feeling like a bad person. This is something I struggle with greatly. I do have issues with self-esteem, and I feel like that it is not helping matters in this case. I feel like I am always letting my family down, and when I want to do something that is out of uh, their usual routine, I also feel like I am letting myself down by not doing things I want because of my husband because of what my husband will think of it. I do find myself feeling depressed often, and I struggle to do things I once enjoyed. I feel very stuck. I have shared my feelings with friends over the years, but they don't understand autism and just think he is a jerk. Uh, They have grown tired of hearing me talk about it. I have no social life outside my family. What do I do here? How do I stop worrying so much about what my husband thinks of my choices and stop trying to please them no matter what? All right, Steve, I heard a whole bunch of keywords in there you're going to go nuts over, so take it away. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, my bottom line answer is going to be we have uh, seven minutes remaining, and I cannot answer your questions in seven minutes. (laughs) So... The, the Tune in next week, everyone. <laughs> well, here's why. The explanation might be a little more interesting for the listeners. Uh, this is going to be therapy for you. And it, it really has to be because. Uh, leaving your kids aside for a second, and I, you already know the answer to some of it, which is you do have to maintain some level of self-care. You do need to find your friends. You need to have uh, some drinks with your friends. You need to go for walks with your friends. Like You need to do everything to take care of yourself. But the part that's going to be hard to overcome just listening to your friends complain about your husband is the fact that there is a specific reason you picked your husband to marry. 
that uh, you talked about his accusatory tone and your low self-esteem and how it just sort of rings that awful bell for you. And I don't remember which uh, theorist it was, probably all of them, just in different ways. But the point is that couples, when you choose your partner, you choose them in part to overcome some things that you've been struggling with through your whole life that uh, there's a problem that you've had since childhood that was installed by a parent that your spouse kind of resembles. And adulthood is a journey to try to overcome and solve some of these early issues that you had. So my guess is your low self-esteem started way before you even met your husband. And there were a number of men you could have probably married. You were dating some of them. This one really hit the bullseye for you because according to, I think it was Freud that first started talking about this, but I know a fellow named Harville Hendricks talks about this a lot. People want to read a good book on couples and couple therapy. There's a good one called Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendricks. But the fact is that your husband mirrors some problem parent issue you had early in life. And as an adult, you're attracted to that because your brain wants to solve that problem. Now, that's why I can't give you an answer in seven minutes. Like the bricks that created this building in your head, the problem building, are going to take some time to deconstruct and rebuild. So seek out a therapist and start going through some of this stuff. The, the, the issue you're going to face long term, unfortunately, is that your husband only has so much room to change because he is probably on the spectrum. So you having to sort of cope with a constant barrage of, oops, sorry about that. That was something with my phone, James. <laughs> that um, I don't even know what I was saying there. You, you having to cope with a constant barrage won't change. Like your husband can't kind of back it down. Oh, I'm getting a call on a phone that it, I don't even know the number to. I, how does this work? Well, I'm sure it's somebody who's very eager to sell something to you. You should probably take it. That's probably a prince in like a Dubai or <laughs> I, I don't remember where all of I, I don't know how I'm so attractive to all of these male princes in other parts of the world this either. Is, but yeah, anyway, this is the I part of a, a lesser guest. podcast. They would cut all this out. But the, our listeners get to experience <laughs> this in the raw form. This is how you know there's no edits. We just roll through it all. <laughs> So anyway, therapy, therapy, therapy. That is my bottom line. It's going to take a while. Connect with a therapist and just uh, have him or her start talking you through this stuff and getting at what the what voices got in, uh, installed in your head that are chipping away at your self-esteem whenever you make a mistake. Everybody feels that way some. You drop the milk glass and you have that, ah, crap kind of moment. But so that feeling isn't... Um, the feeling that you screwed up is normal. The magnitude that it grows to, to where it affects your life, that is abnormal. So just trying to cope with balance, some of that, what is my responsibility and what is over, uh, overshooting the mark, what is overkill? <laughs> what is overkill? That's going to be hard. That's going to take a while. Uh, James, what say you? I've only left you a couple I, of minutes. I do appreciate the 30 seconds you left me. Uh, you you <laughs> went very deep, so I'm just going to go super shallow here. I think the autism is a bit of a red herring. I think we get into a, a point where we think somebody is their diagnosis. Well, they have autism and they act like this or they act like that. I mean, first of all, he hasn't actually been officially diagnosed. Lots of people have, you know, we are, have weird quirks. Lots of people have poor social skills. Lots of people get fixated with weird things. I'm 
not fixated with elevators. I'm fixated with World War II and all sorts of weird trivia than that. Some people get fixated with the Civil War or car engines or all kinds of things. There's this forum on uh, on the internet where you can post a picture of any tank and they can tell you the month it was built just by like a small picture of the, uh, you know, like the wheels or the treads, whatever you call it on tank. I mean, people people get fixated on things. So be careful about just kind of generally diagnosing it. But besides that, just if even if he does have autism, it's, uh, autism isn't a license to be a jerk. I mean, it's just a description of a series of behaviors. That's really what it is. And um, I, I don't think there's anything that says, well, my husband has autism, therefore I'm not allowed to have fun. Like that, That's not how it works. If this if this is something that's important to you, if this is something you want to do, and it sounds like it is it, it's almost necessary to you, I think you're going to have to stand up to yourself because unless you push back, he's never going to say, well, I'm okay with you going out. I think it's perfectly reasonable for you to go out, have fun, have some me time, all those things. And you can tell him that and he's probably going to disagree and then you can go and do it anyway. I mean, there's nothing that says that you ha- that your husband has to agree with 100% of all of your decisions. Uh, and I don't think he's going to come around. Maybe he'll come around if you go out and do these things and he sees that the world doesn't come to an end. Uh, but yeah, maybe your friends are onto something. Maybe he's just being a jerk in these cases. Maybe he's being overprotective. Who knows? And if this is something he really can't deal with, if this is something clinical that cannot change and will not change, and it's something that you can't live with, uh, then I think you've got to make some decisions about your marriage on that. But I suspect that, that the situation, if I, it sounds like you're afraid to push back. And I suspect if you push back and stand up for yourself, you're going to find uh, that you have more independence and more freedom than you think you do. I think you've got some agency in the marriage. And so I hope, I hope you'll take that stand. I hope you'll carve out your niche for the, the freedom and the fun that you want. And uh, hopefully the rest of the family will come along with you for that. Uh, and if they don't, uh, you know, I guess you'll have to decide uh, where you see your future and where you see their future. But I really don't think it'll come to that. It's not like you were saying that you wanted to go out and, you know, juggle t- chainsaws for a living or, or go on a year solo trip around the world by yourself to find yourself. I mean, going out a night or two here or there, making friends, all those things. Those are just normal human experiences. Uh, and I hope you do get to experience them, uh, you know, as soon as possible. All right. Uh, any closing thoughts, Steve? Uh, autism is a little more complicated than that, but I understand what you're saying. And I will say she knows a lot of this already, but guilt and shame are such powerful motivators. They can be crippling to some people and really stymie them in those moments where everyone else would be like, yeah, just tell them you're going to go out. You'll be back in an hour. Like anyway, for us, it seems easy for her. It's not. That's where a therapist can help detangle some of it. Yeah, it's always so easy to solve other people's problems because you're not emotionally invested at all. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> your husband said something you don't like. Leave him. Just whatever. Get over it. <laughs> emotions can hijack <laughs> rational thoughts so easily. And Twitter is a perfect example of that. People who are so irrationally emotional and take that to a more personal level anxiety is crippling to people uh, depression can be crippling grief can be crippling like there's a lot of uh, it, that limbic system in your brain has power to hijack just take over the rational thought and so that's why i think this is a little bit longer term of a process for her well there you have it uh, a non-answer from steve and a wrong answer for me so if you have uh, a question you'd like to ask us in 10 minutes or less send that in to james breakwell at exploding unicorn.com that's exploding unicorn with the e and we'll do our best to answer it in 10 minutes or less it doesn't have to be a uh, husband wife question it can be parent child parent pet co-workers boss employee whatever you've got Uh, this has been another episode of 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back